Prepare for a whole new sporting experience. This is Sports Planet. The history of Africa can never be complete without an entire chapter devoted to the remarkable relationship between Nigeria and Ghana. The two West African nations are brothers, sisters and rivals and have over a century of culture and cross-fertilization between them. But like all relationships between siblings, there are bound to be disagreements. And it's not citizens of both countries fighting on social media about who invented jollof rice, then it definitely has to be about football. Nigeria's national team has faced Ghana many times, winning 10 matches, drawing 18, and losing a whopping 22 times. In fact, the Super Eagles have not beaten the Black Stars in the past 10 years. However, they remain two of the most successful football countries in Africa, brothers in name, rivals in the game. Welcome to Sports Planet, your premium news and magazine sports show. Today on the show, we'll be speaking to Kwesi Inyatachi, president of the Ghana Football Association, about the incredible similarities between Nigerian and Ghanaian football. My name is Tunde Koiki. We'll take a very short break and we'll be right back. The president of the Ghana Football Association, Kwesi Nyantachi, was in Nigeria recently and we managed to speak to him about the incredible football relationship between Nigeria and Ghana. This is Sports Planet. Well, Ghanaian football has received a sort of renaissance under your leadership. How would you describe Ghana's progress under your leadership over the past few years? Well, we have seen some modest improvements in the performances of the various uh, aspects of the game in Ghana. In coaching, we've trained a lot. But before I became president, we didn't have licensed coaches in Ghana. Now we have license C, license B, and many license A coaches in Ghana. Before that, um, the refereeing, we, we didn't have a, a structured arrangement for the training and development of referees as we have now. We have referees across the country, we have seven or so FIFA referees who are doing well. Except of course, on a few occasions we find some of them making mistakes that drawing the egg of CAF or FIFA. We also have done well over the time. Uh, if I, I've been around for some time, you know, since 2006. Um, we've been to three World Cups under my tenure. We've won the under 20 World Cup. The first ever by the first and so far only African country. Um, we've also been able to attract sponsorship into our league. We've done a lot of changes in our domestic league in order to make it professional. And uh, clubs are more professional now than before. And uh, we've also done a lot of training programs for sports science practitioners in our league and the clubs. And all these have contributed in the in the modernization of football in our country. 
women's football for the first time we've had a women's league and uh, we have a policy to also uh, which insists that if we are not in school you don't play football that has eloquently uh, been expressed with women's football and so all the women that you see playing football in Ghana now for the national team they all went through the school system some are in the university, some are finished, some are finished high school, some are on scholarship in the United States and so forth and so on. Yeah, and, and that is very commendable. It means that beyond football they still have a life. And if by accident you even get injured and prematurely retire from soccer, you still have something to 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 practice as your profession. So Across the spectrum of football, we've recorded many, many successes, which are very good for, for the game. Hmm. Well, well, Mr. Yatachi, you are a member of the CAF Executive Committee and also from the FIFA, uh, FIFA Executive Committee as well. Uh, but And also, you're also the president of Zone B, I believe, of uh, West African Football Union. A lot of people argue that West Africa is the bastion of African football. The region has the likes of Ghana, Burkina Faso, Nigeria, Senegal, Mali, and yet we find it difficult to organize proper sub-regional competitions like um, like the Kosafa Castle Cup and also the uh, the Sekafa. What could possibly be the reason for this? Uh, over the years, the main reason has been funding, sponsorship. Uh, as I speak to you, we just signed a sponsorship contract with uh, a big company, an American company. So for the next 10 to 20 years, uh, 12 to 10, uh, 10 to 12 years, we are guaranteed sponsorship to have regular competitions. And uh, that is going to put behind us the agony that we've all gone through uh, in not seeing competitions over the years. Uh, as you said, this region has some of the strongest teams in Africa. But we cannot also boast of the strongest economies. Apart from Nigeria, I mean, raising money from any of these countries is not easy. And that has been the biggest challenge. But thankfully, it's taking some time, and yet we found a solution to this problem. And we hope that it will continue like that. Club football in Ghana, especially in the GPL, is particularly strong. It's received a massive revival under your under your leadership, uh, but unfortunately, that hasn't really translated in uh, in success for Ghanaian clubs on the continent. We all remember the heydays of the Ashanti Kotokos, the Hearts of Oaks, the Obasi Goldfields, what they did on the African continent. But Ghana, like Nigeria, some seems to have struggled to get into the latter stages of CAF Cup competitions. Could, is, is there a possible reason for this? Well, you know. A team like TP Mazembe has bought all the, almost all the best players from Africa. Including a few Ghanaians? Yes, about five, minimum of four, five Ghanaians, four Ghanaians are there. And uh, the same is with other clubs in the league. They are not able to attract the best players. We all sell our players to make money in order to sustain the clubs. So funding is really a big challenge. If we have money, we will buy players from Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire, everywhere and be able to make a strong uh, impact in Africa. But the sad story is that we are not able to even retain our own players. After one year when the player shines and a club comes for him, you can't stop him from going. Ghanaian players are in Vietnam, India, uh, Bangladesh, playing soccer. 
Why? Because they have better financial offers from those countries. They earn $5,000 a month. No club in Ghana even pays $2,000 a month. So it's, it's really a challenge. That's why we have big exodus of Afghan players outside Africa. Final question, sir. Final question. I love you. The Nigeria and Ghana have a very special history. It's impossible to talk about African football and not talk about the the incredible relationship between Ghana and Nigeria that has endured ever since independence. What, what could possibly be the reason for this? This, um, in your opinion, this um, some call it a rivalry, some call it a relationship, some call it um, um, a friendly war between brothers. Why has it persisted for so long, and what makes it so special? It's like that. I'm sure it's historical. Ghana and Nigeria have many things in common. There are even Ghanaian clubs, uh, Ghanaian ethnic groups that have roots in Nigeria. Now, when they migrate to Ghana, they want to show the people here that they are better. So they want to rub shoulders with them and uh, want to prove they are the best. And that really accounts for the intense rivalry between uh, the two countries. And it's continued like that. But it's positive. It's a very healthy rivalry. It's not antagonistic. It's not uh, bad. It brings the best out of the two, two countries. Look at Ghana and Nigeria. We have two countries between us, but we are closer than the two countries. That are between us, Togo and uh, Benin. We don't have any uh, <laughs> more or less. Let me put it. Go. We don't have any direct relationship with them. So you can see the closeness of the relationship, and that is very positive, you know. So this rivalry is not going to end anytime soon. And the longer it remains, the better for the two countries. So we can always get the best out of us. Would you support an annual? friendly between Nigeria yes, and Nigeria. Yes, 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 yes. Would you like to see it revived? Yes, yes. I will really endorse it. I will endorse it. Sports Planet will be right back. Stay tuned. And that is all we have for you on today's episode of Sports Planet. You can send me all your sports views, questions and comments on Twitter or just follow me at Babatunde Koiki for some great banter. And for more sports stories from all across the world, please visit www.completesportslounger.com and you can click on the Sports Planet button on the website to listen to this episode or previous episodes of the show from our podcast archives. Before we go, let's tell you that during an amateur football match in Brazil in 2009, a fan ran onto the pitch during the game brandishing a sign. He was immediately tackled by four police officers and the officers began to beat the fan with clubs as they were leading him away, a move which infuriated and incited both sets of fans. 200 of them charged onto the pitch and then began to beat the policemen, rendering one of them unconscious while the rest scattered in different directions with angry fans in hot pursuit. The match was subsequently abandoned. <laughs> South American football is definitely not for the faint-hearted. On behalf of our production crew here in our studios, my name is Tinequiki, wishing you all a wonderful weekend and assuring you the planet is listening.